Hi, I'm Jen Drummond. Welcome to my podcast, Take a Break. As a mom of seven, a business owner, and an individual trying to be the first female to climb the seven second summits, I often need to remember to take a break. Take a Break is about enhancing and preserving the greatest asset you have, you. Listen in as I share personal stories and interview others to help you get the most out of this one amazing life. Hi friends, today I have Kelly Chase with us. So welcome Kelly. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm like so excited. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Okay, so Kelly you may know from podcasting or from being an entrepreneur or potentially from her TV appearances and then social influencer. Um, What do you identify as most? Wow. Um, Probably a podcast host. I think that's maybe because I'm leaning more into that and I really want to grow my podcast in general. So I I don't know. I've always wanted to be a talk show host. So I figure podcast hosting was was the right avenue to start that. (laughs) I like it. I like it. And you um, coach people, right, to help them fall in love with their lives. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I have, I want to say like for 2023, I was pivoting just a little bit. I actually accepted a full-time position um, with a corporate, you know, in, in corporate world. So that's taking up obviously a lot of my time, but I decided to do that because last year in 2022, and to be quite honest, like ever since the show came out, my business has been I want to say it like fluctuated. It was a little bit inconsistent for me. Um, and I know that just based on all of the like self personal development, like healing work that I do, I noticed my, my nervous system just has not been, um, very regulated since that show came out. So I feel like so many different areas of my life have just been very inconsistent and up and down. So with that being said, my bank account was too. So I was like, I have got to get something that is going to support me. And you know, I didn't even think about it like this at first, but, you know, recognizing, you know, we have to do what we have to do in order to bring more peace into our life. And I'm like, okay, well, that was, that's what I needed to do. And I'm like, I mean, as soon as I was offered this job, I like a whole weight was lifted off my shoulders because I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to be like, just able to make life work again kind of thing. It's just having that safety and stability. It's just like such a beautiful form of self-care and self-love, like recognizing that you got to do what you got to do. But it's been beautiful. I've been working at the company now for two months and I've just been, you know, learning so much about different industries. And and I obviously I have a growth mindset, so I love learning anyways. But yeah, it's just been a beautiful thing. So the actual like private coaching and group coaching I have kind of put on the back burner for now and I'm just using maybe my social media platform and or podcasting and I'm hoping to do more public speaking events so maybe using those avenues to create the impact that I'm looking to create so wow that's brave right just being honest with ourselves and saying hey this is what I need to be my best self And I thought it was going to look one way, but it's looking a different way right now. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There was, there was a bit of resistance uh, around it at first, but I was like, Hey, you know what, Kelly, like you can't keep doing this, like this influx of, you know, X amount of money one month, no money another month. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is going on? And you know, I'm nearing my forties and I don't want to be relying on my mother and father. So (laughs) fair, fair enough. Fair yeah. 
get my stuff yeah. together. So it's it's been, but it, again, like I said, I as soon as I got that job offer, I was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and everything over these last two months have just felt so much lighter and more peaceful. And I think that's, you know, how we all want to have a life. It, you know, we want our life to be more peaceful and, and everything. So it's just been such a positive step in the right direction for me in so many different ways. So it's been great. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. So when you were... Because I think a lot of us run into that problem, right? Like, wh- how long do we stay? When do we make the pivot? What What does that look like? What was that decision-making process? Or how long were you going through that back and forth? What should this look like? Yeah, um, I would say probably the last six months of, two, of 2022. Like, I again, I would have like a... I'd have like a one-on-one client that was able to, I mean, I charge what I'm worth. So of course, you know, it was able to like sustain myself, but, but then it was so inconsistent. It wasn't that happening every month. So it was just wreaking havoc on my nervous system, like I said. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't know when the next income, like where it's coming from. And I just didn't like having that. Um, I have, you know, other personal issues at hand that I'm could be stressed about and I'm like I don't need to add another thing to my plate to be stressed about and so um but yeah I like so when Love is Blind actually aired I was working a corporate position and I stayed with that company for a little over a year after our show aired and I was I was so burnt out I mean that whole Mm. 12 months after the show aired because I was working corporate now I have this whole like identity of like an influencer so now brands are reaching out for me to create content and that's not easy to do it's a lot of time and hard work that goes into that and you know creating ideas and brainstorming you know how to make this look really good for a brand I don't think I did a great job with that on some things because I was like I don't care I'm so tired I just need to get it done (laughs) but you know I was doing that and still trying to have like a work-life balance but I felt like and running my coaching business at the time too so it felt like I was working three to four full-time jobs And then trying to like have a life too. And I mean, I just remember in 2020, I mean, granted the world shut down. So I'm glad that I was able to work from my house and not have to go into an office because that would, I mean, yeah, something. But a year later, like I said, the burnout caught up to me and I had two, what I would assume would be panic or anxiety attacks um, because I had never had them before, Um, but never went to the doctor to determine that, to confirm that. But I know that's something of what was going on. But yeah, Valentine's weekend, 2021, I woke up 6 a.m. both Saturday and Sunday morning, just like heart racing, mind racing, shallow breathing, all of it. And I was like, what is happening? And my, you know, I had had conversations with my parents, you know, prior to, and I was like, I just can't keep doing this. Like I need to quit my full-time job. It's take, It's not paying me enough for me to stay and Like, I would rather do my business or the influencer stuff, you know, that kind of thing. I'm making more money doing those things and working less in a sense. But the full-time job was just taking up so much of my time. But I wasn't making enough, I guess, to overcompensate. And so I just kept, like, kind of living in fear more or less than just letting it go. And, yeah, like I said, it just – it caught up to me. And as soon as that happened, my parents saw me, like, you know, just being in freak-out mode. They were like, you got to do what you got to do. So I I think I went back to work maybe for like another two weeks and I called my boss, my manager, and resigned in uh, March of 2021. And so I, you know, was able to like, I took two weeks off from doing anything. And I think I, I cried a lot during that time. Like all these oh. bottled up emotions that I just wasn't processing because I was constantly doing and on the go for a whole year after the show aired. It was just 
I just allowed myself to sit with my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions and be proud of myself for choosing me. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. a huge thing. That's the thing yeah. I think all of us struggle with at times. We're pulled in a million different directions and you want to show up so good for everybody that you put yourself on the back burner and burnout happens, yeah, right? And for you to be does. able to say, hey, listen, what does this need to look like so that I feel regulated and strong and in my power and yeah. be able to shift into that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was beautiful. I mean, like, again, having being able to just focus on because I had launched the podcast at the end of uh, or beginning of 2021, too. So of course, I'm like adding other things okay. to my plate before I'm taking things off. But you know, being able to just like hone in more so on things that were lighting me up, like I said, the podcast as well as my coaching and stuff. So although the I didn't feel very regulated, I think I was just suffering from just complete burnout, you know, I mean, two weeks wasn't enough to like get me back on track. But, um, you know, so for that whole year of 2021 to 2022, it was just very inconsistent of everything. I mean, I was trying to show up the best that I could and I did, but I probably, I mean, looking back, I'm like, okay, if I could have like, maybe let some things go or made some transitions with how I was doing things in my business then, and maybe, got the, you know, maybe approached the full-time like nine to five world earlier or sooner, I would have, you know, saved myself a lot of like freak out moments last year. <laughs> my income's not coming in. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills, you know? So it's just, it's just, I think we just have a lot of resistance because, you know, we, as you said, it's like we see our life going one way and we want it so bad. And then we get, redirected and we're like no that's not the way it was supposed to go and we just keep holding on to what was or what we wanted things to be instead of just like surrendering and allowing you know ourselves to take a different route <laughs> that's yeah, going to create right. a you know it's like path of least resistance I just kept resisting and resisting I was like no I'm holding out and and as I did yeah like a client would come in I'd make the money and it would be fine and but it's like that not knowing and Again, it was probably the lack of business strategy that I had too, but just the lack of not knowing where your paycheck is coming from, is it's just terrible. And I've been in a place of like financial depression before and like years prior to, and it's it's not a fun place to be in. So it's like whatever you got to do to like make things happen, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that you were in the content game with brands because I feel that's a hot topic, right? Everybody yeah. wants to be sponsored and do this content creation and all those pieces. What did you learn during that process? Because there's so much that I think goes unseen. Yeah. Again, it's a lot of hard work. I mean, I would say there was some imposter syndrome going on for mm -hmm. me because I would look at whether it's my other castmates that were also, you know, now in the brand content creating world or other reality TV, even other celebrities that I, you know, like A-list celebrities <laughs> seeing doing things, like comparing myself or my content to theirs and being like, you know, crap, like theirs was so much better than mine. Like, how can I do it differently and how can I make it better? Which is great to like learn those things and observe. But I think just because of my dysregulation that was happening within, I was taking it like probably, you know, just kind of like crazy to say out loud, but it's like as much self-love and like self-worth talk that I do. It's like I'm my own human too. So I practice what I preach, but 
I feel like it was tapping, like hitting my worthiness. Like, oh, it's not mm-hmm. good enough. Like that person created something and it looks like it belongs on a TV commercial. Mine looks like crap, <laughs> you know, and compared to theirs. So, you know, it was just like, oh, it's not good enough. Or my engagement was, it dropped significantly and I was comp- comparing myself there. I mean, comparison really is the thief of joy. I sat in like just an unhealthy it's like I battled an unhealthy and a healthy mindset for the last few years. And it was just mm-hmm. like, t- it took so much of a toll on me. And I, again, I think it's just because I just had such a dysregulation of everything and I got wrapped up. But yeah, I mean, I would say that that just staying true to who you are, a lot of us too, I mean, and I'm guilty of this. I, I wouldn't say that I like have done anything that was inauthentic, but you know, maybe I saw someone's content and I'm like, oh, because it got X amount of likes or comments on it, I'm going to recreate that, make it my own, expecting maybe to get the same type of engagement. And then it flopped. And I'm like, what? Like, do people not like what I have, you know, to offer? So again, it was just like hitting my worthiness button. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am just spiraling out of control here. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard. I think for us to do anything in a risky or unstable environment, you have to have something else that's very stable to balance you out, Yes. right? Yes, because if everything's moving or unstable, then you just have no foundation to breathe on or relax on, and it feels like you've built a castle on quicksand. Yes, um, yeah. You know, I'm into mountaineering, which is a pretty aggressive, dangerous sport. Yeah. My rest of my life is like strict, regimented, consistent, and mm-hmm. I just – I need it to be because I know if I'm solid here, I can take risk there, but I can't manage the risk when it's in all these different categories at the same time. Absolutely. Like my body just doesn't do it. So yeah, I love that. I like that you said, okay, here's what I need. I'm going to go get this. I'm going to still do pieces that I love, like the podcast and things like that, right? Which still allows that piece to show up and just allows you to operate from that a solid center. And we all need a solid center to be our best selves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, this, these last two months, I mean, since I started this opportunity, it has just created so much more peace in my life. So when I'm showing up online, I don't feel like it's not coming from a place of lack or, you know, like, oh, I need to show up online in order to like catch more followers so that they buy my coaching program. You know, it wasn't like, and although that was like subconscious thoughts that were going on like that was never a conscious thing that happened over the last couple of years like I obviously authentically I really want to help people of course but when we're so out of sorts there is that subconscious and like deep rooted of like yeah well you need money too <laughs> so it's like we're well, actually doing this because you need money not because you're trying to help people and you know but I was I was trying to help people and I'm like okay what I have is really good and like I've done so much work and I want to be able to help so many people but I mean I, I I remember you know there's probably like little like guilt and shame umbrella that hangs over me for this but in 2021 I think I had worked with a client and I just again I was just so out of sorts that's when I had my anxiety attacks like I was not able to show up for her in the best way and I feel like I mean we still are friends and you know you know have a, have a relationship but I remember having a conversation with her because I like kind of had like rescheduled a couple of our appointments and she was Mm -hmm. like you know that's fine but like can you tell me like what's going on you know why are you rescheduling and stuff and I I don't know like at the time I was just like no one needs to know what's going on with me personally so I was just like yeah I just have some like personal issues like that was it but I feel like she felt like I was just like pushing her off 
and not really wanting to like not making her feel important. And so I like felt so bad after that because I'm like, wow, I probably should have just like as the co- as the coach and as a professional, I should have just been like, hey, listen, I'm not in a good space right now and I'm not going to be able to show up for you the way that you need my attention. Let's end these services right now. I will give you money back, you know, or we can like save it and we can reconvene in six months or whatever. But like, I think, you know, it was everything that I was doing back then. It was just like, I was grasping and trying to like hold on to everything. And while everything inside was spiraling. So, but yeah, these last two months I'm like, oh my God, I feel like so free. I can just post whatever on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And I just, I don't feel like I have to because I am, have a consistent paycheck now. <laughs> right, it's right, 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 right. Yes, yes. And sometimes when we're in, we're in it, right? It's hard to be the observer yes. until we've gone through it. Yes. And I wish I was one of those people that didn't have to learn the hard way. Right. But for some reason, it just seems to be my path, right? Where <laughs> right. I took I took it a little too far, or a little too long, or a little too much. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait, now we need to shift things around and make things work. So totally. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. But I like how you're looking back on those situations and saying, okay, here's what I learned. Here's what I want to do better. Here's what it looks like. How are you regulating your system now? And how are you identifying when you're starting to get unregulated? Yeah. Wonderful question. So I I mean, one of the things obviously regulating is having the job and showing up for that. I mean, you know, that is a big part. I mean, I have since 2018, I always practice, you know, this concept called the miracle morning from the book, the miracle morning by Hal Elrod. I've done that meditation, journaling, affirmation, visualization. I've done all of that, um, pretty consecutively daily, um, for the last four or five years. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, there, there are times I, I won't and, you know, a couple of days here and there, but my body just feels so good doing that and pouring, pouring into myself in the morning. So that is one big way of how I do that, um, regulate myself. I went through a six month program this past year, which probably is, you know, one of the biggest reasons why I decided to like, let go of the resistance that I had been fighting. But I learned, well, I got certified to like through hypnosis and Reiki and EFT and um, like, like NLP. So I was learning Mm -hmm. a lot of ways to regulate my nervous system and identifying that. So one of the things that we identify was like, there's a thing called parts integration, but just recognizing parts of you, like we kind of look to ourselves sometimes and we're like, oh my God, I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm so angry or whatever. And it's like, no, there's parts of you that are angry, right? Or there's parts of you that feel sad or parts of you. And so what I've been able to do over these last few months is just recognizing that within myself. So I'm kind of doing some like inner child reparenting and holding space for myself. Whereas maybe, you know, a year ago when my mind was spinning, I was just continuing to maybe parent myself as, and nothing against my parents, but you know, (laughs) parent myself the way that I was parented of like, just constantly like, okay, well I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this to make money and blah, blah, blah. And like, avoiding and distracting of how I was actually feeling. So I'm like catering more to and listening more to my body being like, okay, no, like we need to go for a walk today. I mean, I, I'm so grateful. Like the job that I have, it's an outside sales job. So, I mean, if I need to take 10 minutes, I'm going to take 10 minutes, you know, or if I I'm planning my days, it's kind of neat because I feel like I landed this like goldmine of a position because it still feels very entrepreneurial 
like I get to plan my days and, you know, do all that, but I'm getting out of my house. And so it's helping my mental health in a lot of ways in that regard too. But yeah, I would just say like creating a routine for myself and just, like I said, acknowledging those parts of me and understanding when I'm getting a little maybe overwhelmed, allowing myself to sit with that and be like, okay, Kyle, like, what do we need to do? Do we need to just go watch TV for a little while? Like, let's go do that. And so it's just acknowledging. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, like, as I said, you're reparenting yourself. So it, imagine I have a child and I'm like, okay, what do you need right now? Yeah. So it's really, no, I like that. Like leaning into yourself and be like, oh, wow, this is screaming this. So something needs attention within me. What is that? And how do I show up for this part of myself? To, so it feels supported and heard and I can process further. I know when I'm starting to get dysregulated, I actually, like, that means I should slow down, but my natural and tendency is to speed up. So one of my, like, cues for me is if I'm cleaning my bathroom, like, toothbrush drawer, all of a sudden, anytime I catch myself in there, I'm like, oh, man, what am I avoiding? Like, I need to go sit down, reconnect, and figure out, like, what is truly going on here. And um, have you noticed any of those things in yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am hyper aware, like even, you know, so I'm not, I'm not married, I'm not dating anyone. So there I know that there's a void of companionship in my life, too. And I am hyper aware when I go to even text a friend, like I'm like, Kelly, are you doing this because you're lonely right now? How can you fill up your cup by yourself first? Like, do you need to go dance? Do you need to go for a walk? Like, what do you need to do for yourself first? Because ultimately, you're filling a void and kind of using your friend to fill that void right now just by I mean but granted I'm like but that's a beautiful thing to have friends and have human connection is because we all need that and you never know like maybe me reaching out because I'm lonely that friend is feeling a little lonely too so maybe you know but they were afraid to reach out you know so it's kind of like helpful in that regard but yeah I I definitely find myself busying myself I think cleaning has just to your point cleaning is one of my like vices in a sense of like I know that I'm even when I have like other maybe like business tasks or I'm I'm like halfway through writing a book right now and that is I'm sure that is a beast and I just I've wrote like 25,000 words already and now I just have to like go back and organize my thoughts and I'm like that is that sounds terrible and I don't want to do that. Like, can I just pay someone to organize my own thoughts? (laughs) But I just, I know that I'm like, Kelly, you need to sit down for like 30 minutes to an hour every day. And what do I do? Not do that. I am going and I'm cleaning my bathroom or I'm vacuuming or I'm, I'm finding other things to do besides that. But you know what my book writing coach, she was like, you're going to discover so much through writing. Like it's so healing and everything. And I was like, I know. And so it's, she, like every time she, she knows that I'm procrastinating and avoiding. She's like, what are you avoiding? Why are you not reading your own stuff? Why are you not sitting down and writing more or whatever? And I'm like, Ugh. maybe it, but I think that's why a lot of people maybe have maybe resistance to journaling in general. It's like they don't want to see their thoughts because what's going on up here is, you know, not so pleasant sometimes. <laughs> so, and, and there's a lot of stuff in my book that, you know, I you know, I, I I definitely have cried already writing those 25,000 words, you know, bringing up past stuff that maybe I haven't really addressed yet or things that I am addressing and still healing and working through. So, but yeah, I definitely find myself cleaning. I think that's the biggest thing that I do to avoid or finding some social time. And then I'm, you know, I do 
still drink alcohol, which is not helping. <laughs> it doesn't really help that much, but <laughs> I do moment, do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit here and there, but you know, and then the next day if I, if I did overindulge, then I'm like, crap, you know, I had so much to do and now I'm laying on my couch all day and don't feel great. So I, I do recognize some self-sabotaging behaviors, um, which I'm trying to work on too. So we're, we're all working on stuff. We're all yeah. work in progresses, no matter we, what. We are. It's like, it's, it's the, being a human is kind of funny when, like, you sit and think about it, right? Yeah. Like, what? There's so many different ways to do life, and there's so many different ways to show up, and there's so many different ways, and we get, like, stuck in little yeah. pathways and little ideas and letting go and not judging, right? Yeah. Letting go of the judger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I'm working on a book, too, and – it's, I swear, a war. <laughs> like, it's just a war. And I love it, and I hate it, and it's awesome, and it's horrible. And then you're in different moods, so then you write in a different tone, right? Like, so, like, when I go back and I'm reading things, I'm like, oh, wow, I must have been hyper here. I was angry here. It's just so funny. So when you're, like, combing through it to try to even just get all the tone the same, I'm like, how many persons do I have in this body that's helping me write this book? I mean, this is insanity. <laughs> it's so true. I, I know well, that's kind of what I've been reflecting back on. I'm like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm like storytelling in some parts. And then I go into like my coaching mindset and I'm like, oh, well, this is what I encourage you to do for this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, could I have that in there? Do I want that type of thing in there? Like, I don't know. So it's, it feels very choppy what I've written so far. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds so daunting to go back through <laughs> all of this, but I'm trying, I'm trying to have a deadline. I want to have it published. My birthday is at the end of July and I want to have it published by then. So I started writing the book back in, I want to say maybe July or August of this past year. So it will be a full year. Um, I know that my publisher, she will, was trying to encourage me to get it done a lot sooner. But again, I'm just avoiding. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well, it's nice that you have a publisher, right? I mean, finding a publisher is a big battle. Yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. a lot of writers, right? A lot mm -hmm. of people end up self-publishing or doing different right. avenues just because the publishing world is not the easiest entry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very grateful for that. So, <laughs> so yeah. that's good. No, that's fantastic. Okay. So the love is blind. Do you regret doing that show? Are you grateful you did that show? Looking back on it, where where do you land now? Yeah, no, I've always been grateful for doing it. I was in like 2018 was when we filmed it or the end of 2018 was when we filmed Love is Blind. And earlier that year was when I started my whole like personal development journey and just tuning into me. And I remember like the first day of set, they gave us notebooks and I wrote on the front page, every opportunity creates another opportunity. Because I was like, okay, Kelly, just you know, be open-minded, give this a chance. I mean, everyone always was like, Kelly, you're so picky, you're so picky. And now they probably think I'm picky too, but I'm like, no, I just have higher standards now. <laughs> I used to be picky. Now I just know my worth. Um, but, you know, I, production asked me like the last day of filming, you know, would I ever do this, you know, something like this again? And I was like, yeah, if there wasn't a wedding at the end, because I think that that was just very, it was very emotionally taxing. I mean, the whole process was, but just that day of filming in particular, I mean, you're, you long for a day that you're going to walk, walk down an aisle in your wedding dress to marry the man of your dreams. And then, you know, you're not going to marry the man, this man at the end of the aisle and your parents see you for the first time in a wedding dress. Like, 
I mean, my mom was crying. My dad was crying. I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm trying to like hold it together myself. And it was just highly emotional. And there were parts of me that felt like, am I taking away like from the real thing? You know, when I, I mean, granted, had Kenny and I said, yes, we would have been married. We had a marriage license. I mean, it was signed. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. So it was, it was definitely a real wedding, everyone. Um, But yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't it you know, and I, but I don't regret anything. Um, I of course wish that I was a little bit more evolved in my self-love journey so that I could have maybe recognized some red flags here and there, um, along the way, because yes, as everyone saw on TV, I was the one who said I don't at the altar. Um, but Kenny and I had agreed that we both were going to say no at the altar. Mm -hmm. And if you guys go back and watch the show, they did not show him saying his, vows like they did not show him saying it so because he said no um <laughs> he said no they TV, decided to like they stirred all up for us which makes it, it even around. worse they made me the villain they made me the bad guy um but we had we did have um conversations and you know in place kind of earlier on that we were gonna date each other though we were i mean we obviously did have a connection and we wanted to date and it was like the last day of filming he met me for like 10 minutes outside of my car and was like, yeah, I don't think that, you know, this is it for us. Like I need to get back to regular life. And, and, and he was aware of himself, like what he needed to do and, and everything. But, you know, I feel like I was able to compartmentalize, you know, my feelings for him and then my thoughts and, and opinions about the show and the production and everything. And, and he wasn't, I mean, that's clearly what he said was, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm really done with this whole experience. And unfortunately you are a part of this experience. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I was heartbroken for a while. Um, But like I said, I wish that I was just a little bit more evolved because there were, like looking back, you know, even three months after I was like, oh, you know what? I felt him kind of pull away during this part. And I feel he like didn't say this when he was normally saying this. And, you know, so there were things that I recognized and I'm sure my gut, you know, flared up for me. And, but I just continued to avoid it and be like, okay, everything's fine. (laughs) Well, it's just easier. Like, it's easier when everything's fine, right? Doing the hard thing is saying, oh, guess what? This isn't fine, right? Doing the hard thing is going against what's easy, and that takes effort, right? That takes energy. That takes awareness. That takes, like, action. And action's like, you can be aware. You can be in it and just not want to do anything about it because, the unknown is just, it's there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I'm, I'm so grateful that I, you know, chose, you know, said yes to, to doing that opportunity. And I mean, it's opened me up to so many other opportunities. I mean, I don't know how you found me, but I'm glad you did. You know, I don't know if it was from the show or just, you know, finding me on Instagram, (laughs) but you know, it, it, it really has plugged me in with a lot of people that I never would have thought I'd ever have conversations with in real life. You know, it's just people I looked up to and, you know, was inspired by on social media or, you know, on TV and that kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm having conversations with like A-list celebrities, like what? And, you know, it does help you. Um, it does also help you humble yourself and not be, put people on pedestals, of course, because we are all human and, you know, mm-hmm. we're all experiencing very similar things. So yeah, it's just been a really beautiful um, process minus my whole comparisonitis that I went through, <laughs> like my own mental stuff. But, but outside of that, like I said, just the opportunities have just been so profound for me. And it's just, 
its need. And I mean, even, and even if it wasn't the different connection, high level, high profile connections that I've made, just having people on the internet send me a message saying, I'm so inspiring, I'm changing their life, you know, that that is what makes it all most worth it for putting my life on the line on a TV show, you know, and like being out there for the world to see that. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful that I have a platform that, you know, I have that ability and to spread awareness and kindness and, you know, inspire other people to chase life with Kelly. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. I mean, we're all chasing life at some level, okay. right? So, Absolutely. and when we share our stories, probably even the painful stories more so than the good stories, yes. that's where we connect. Yeah. That's where absolutely. like, that's where we see each other and that's where we're like, okay, she got through this. I can get through this. Mm -hmm. She did this. I can do this. And we just go on our path and step into what opens up and that allows others to do the same. I mean, I'm a absolutely. huge proponent of that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the books being written, the podcast is still happening. Don't you love podcasting? Because again, that's a thing that opens doors to people that you'd never be able to have a conversation with. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely love it. It's just so, so fun. I mean, I feel like my, and again, kind of going back to my, my new job too. It's like, I feel like my superpower is connecting with people and just human connection. Like I love meeting new people. I love learning about their stories. So, I mean, that's, what my podcast is about. Like, I want to learn your story, the hardships, the heartaches, the heartbreaks that you've been through and, you know, how you've rose above and what, what you've turned a mess into gold or how you've turned a mess into gold and that kind of thing. And it's just a beautiful thing. Cause as you just said, it, it's, it is another level of like healing, not only for that person, but when others hear those stories are like me too, you know, wow. Okay. Yeah. If, if they can do this, I can do this too. And it just gives them some hope or, or at least a different perspective on what they're going through. And I think that's just so valuable to so many people and it fulfills me. It makes me really happy. And I'm not, you know, I'm not making anything off of it. I have no sponsors. I have no income coming from my podcast just yet. <laughs> um, but so it's just been like a hobby for mine of mine for the last year and a half. And it's, it's fun. I love it. So great <laughs> no i i mean we all have to have a creative outlet right yeah. and whether you make money at it or not it's just having that space to be able to play and explore and question and get yeah. curious and then share what those stories look like on each other yeah right absolutely how did i do mm -hmm. this and how did you do this yeah. um so what do you see like the next so you have the what's like the next year look like for you yeah, so I I have been invited to do one speaking gig um, out in Denver, Colorado in June. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it somehow fell on the same weekend as my 20th high school reunion. So I'm like, ah. I'm going to fly to Colorado. I'm going to do my speech. And then I'm going to fly out to attend my 20th. Because I'm like, I love my high schoolers. Like, I love my high school friends. I There's no way I'm missing that. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly want to continue to grow the podcast. I am seeking more high level profile, high profile, um, people to come on the show. Um, but outside of that, um, I want to do a lot more public speaking. I want to do more traveling. So whether that is, you know, personal or like group, you know, trips, I know there's like Trova trip is like a, a brand out there, a company out there that puts groups together. Um, but even maybe doing like some type of retreats or workshops. I just want to get in front of people, like my human physical body in front of people. So whatever that looks like, I just kind of keep praying to God every day. I'm like, just send me an opportunity under grace in a perfect way. Like 
I just want to exercise my talents and abilities to the best of my ability in this lifetime. And, you know, I feel, you know, the last two years, yes, I've been doing it. But again, there was like so much like inner struggle and resistance around things that I don't feel that I really shined my light as much as I maybe could have or, or, you know, maybe I was holding on to certain ways of doing things that was keeping me from really stepping into that next level version of myself. So on my screensaver on my phone, it, it has like a little saying, like, I will no longer be um, a best kept secret. And Ooh. I see it every day. Yeah. I'm I like, okay, like how, can I, how can I step in to her, that future level, that future version of me today? And like, what do I need to do to show up and, you know, create the impact or share a message or whatever it looks like and or how can I get in front of another human that I've never met today so that's a beautiful thing with my job I'm meeting new people every single day so it's cool <laughs> oh I love it I love it I love it yeah. okay so if somebody's in this spot where they're like okay do I shift into solo entrepreneurship do I stay in a corporate world or vice versa go into corporate yeah. world get out of solo entrepreneurship what are like two to three things you think they should evaluate that will help them make a decision that's good for them? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, and I wish that I had done, um, but stay with that position and, or if you are struggling at that position and you just like hate your job, that kind of thing, um, find a new job that is going to support your happiness a little bit more while you're growing your business. I believe that having six months of solid, consistent income with your business as an entrepreneur is where you need to be to make sure that you are regulated. I mean, granted, anything can happen, but I feel like if you have like a solid six months of consistency, you've got a, a, a nice system in process and therefore it's just going to continue. And once you let go of that corporate job or, or position, then you're going to be able to give even more you know, to your business. And then, you know, it'll just skyrocket from there. In my opinion, I feel like that's how it would work. But unlike myself, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't have that six months of, of systematic consistency. Um, but I just couldn't, I was burnt out in all ways. So I just kind of had to like throw in the towel with the corporate job at that time. But moving forward, that is what I would do. <laughs> Definitely yeah. have that like six month of consistent income with your business. Um, in addition to obviously your your salary at your company. But outside of that, I mean, healthcare or like self-care, like self-care is like number one, almost like equal to that. What I just said, it's like you taking care of yourself is how you are going to stay regulated and keep your nervous system at a good place. As you, if you're able to show up healthy for yourself and you're able to show up healthier for other people and all of that. So it's, you have to take care of yourself. And especially like, I, I mean, I've done this too. Like I hustled and grinded, you know, a couple of times. And of course I like made a lot more money, but that's not consistent. You can't contain, you can't yeah. stay with that. It's not something that you can stay consistent with. So, okay. Getting yourself to a place of like, kind of thinking now, going ahead and planning it. What is, you know, how does the future version of me who, isn't working a nine to five anymore, who is solely running her business. How does she want to be running her business? Does she want to work only four days a week, you know, 10 to four? Like, what are her hours? You know, kind of like picture and get this image of your in your head and then say, what would it take to get there? You know, kind of, so yep. you're reverse engineering more or less. Um, yep. And that is like a beautiful third step to it is just doing that, like putting up that process of 
really honing in on, okay, what what is this going to look like and what are the steps to get there so that I'm not seeing this image but burning myself at both ends of the candle to get there. And then when I get there, everything's going to fall apart because I can't maintain it anymore. So yeah. really need to – so the six months, consistent income, self-care, self-care, self-care – pour into yourself as much as possible. And then, like I said, just the reverse engineering, I think are the three big ones. Yeah, no, I love that. I know for me, like I use this example with my kids in the kitchen. If I eat a healthy meal and you invite me over and you have brownies on the table, I'm not going to grab a brownie because I just ate a healthy meal and so I'm full. But if I'm not full and I am starving and you have brownies on your table, I'll eat like five of them. Okay. And that's not who I want to be as a person, but I'm starving. So I'm making a decision from a place of starving instead of a Mm -hmm. place of fullness. And so it's easy to use it in a food analogy, but this analogy plays into all things, relationship wise, finance wise, business wise, or whatever. And I love how earlier you said about self care and making sure that you had self care in your finances because that gave you a foundation to operate from. Right. And I always talk to people about, you know, when I'm doing self-care days, sometimes I'll look at my credit card statements or look at my bank statements and I'll start making budgets and just seeing what's going on. They're like, that's not self-care. I'm like, actually, it is because my future self is thankful for the work that I'm doing now so that I don't put my future self in a bad spot. And I have to check in and make sure that's where it is. And Mm -hmm. then I do love the reverse engineering. Um, What is it? What is this ideal person that I want to become or be or operate like? Where am I at today? And a lot of times we like jump into the gap and that gap makes us feel overwhelmed and whatever because we're like not on shore. So it's learning how to take the little baby steps that don't put us into this like frailing position because we're so far from either side of where we were and where we want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's great advice. Absolutely. And, and yeah, just kind of back to your point, like the self-care being being all things. I mean, I went through, um, you know, I got certified as a health coach back in 2013. And that was like our circle of life was the chart that we used, I guess, a little pie chart, but it had like different areas of our life. And it was really interesting to see, you know, they made us like do this little exercise of like put a dot where you find where you fall on this chart, you know, the closer to the yeah. outside of the circle, the more balanced you are, the closer to the inside, the more, le- the less balanced you are in these areas. And, you know, it was, it was just really good to have that awareness to be like, oh, wow, my relationships or my creativity or my finances are totally out of whack. Okay. So what do we need to do? Let's hone in on those three areas of life. And again, what are some baby steps? What are some actions that we can take to improve so that our, circle really looks like a circle and it's not like this zigzaggy little lines and everything. So that was like super helpful. And I always come back to that because it is like our, I mean, our primary foods are, you know, our financial health, our spirituality, our exercise, our relationships, our career and business. And then our secondary food is our food. Like it is our nutrition, but they all work together. So if you can have like balance in every single area, I mean, if you're not eating properly, you're probably not going to really show up to work out or you're probably going to be cranky and you're going to take it out on your spouse or partner or family member, whatever. And so that's affecting that relationship. And now you're not eating well. So you probably not, you're drinking five cups of coffee a day because you're not eating well. And now your business is, your business or career are all crazy. It's like, it all is connected. So we have to hone in on that. So yeah, when I said self-care, it is really auditing all areas of your life. Like 
Is there a room in your house where that needs some cleaning, decluttering? Like, can you let go of some things so that you can create space for new or even just space, create space (laughs) in your life, you know? So it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Maybe it sounds like, oh my God, it sounds daunting to go through every single area of my life, but you don't have to do it all in one day. Focus on one area. See, it's like really like take an audit of your life and be like, okay, where am I struggling the most? Let's, let's like give that area a little TLC today. What's like one action I can do towards that? You know? And I love the fact that you said you like sit down, you know, and look at your bank account. Like I call those money dates. I I do that too. Like at the 10th and 25th of every month, I'm like, okay, let's see like where my money is. So, you know, it goes even deeper and further into this, but you know, I've learned a lot about attachment styles and, you know, we have attachment styles in money, but we also have that in like relationships, romantic relationships. We have it anxious and avoidant and secure. And we have those same types of behaviors with our money too. So it's really neat to recognize, okay, if you're like, have a totally avoidant attachment style in a relationship and you're not really honing in on your partner's needs or or you're not showing up with um, emotional availability and vulnerability, how are you doing with your bank account too? Are you like never looking and you're just out there spending a bunch of money or whatever? Like, you know, so it's it's just really helpful to like learn these tools and techniques and just little like different methods here and there. Um, I've just learned a lot over the last four years that I'm like, (laughs) it's just, they're helpful tools. I mean, I just love having the awareness. Tools give you the awareness you need in order to make the changes. And again, going back to that regulation of your nervous system, it's like, okay, I'm overdoing it in this area. What do I need to do to like, let go, pivot, transition what I'm doing and bring some har- more harmony into my life. So it's a beautiful thing to do that. Well, and you're using the tools. Yeah. So many yeah. of us know of tools, right? We know the tools, but we don't always use them. Yes, so I think exactly. it's pretty awesome that you're actually using them and implementing them and then reflecting and making adjustments, which is what mm-hmm. we all hope to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how does the audience follow along so they can listen to your podcast, be aware when your book comes out, all the things? Where should we direct yeah. them? Yeah, so um, my you can follow me on Instagram. It's Chase Life with Kelly or at Chase Life with Kelly. And uh, that's where I show up mostly. But as far as like podcasts, it's Chase Life with Kelly. It's called Chase Life with Kelly also. But it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. So Google Podcast, And then you can actually watch the podcast too on YouTube. So I have the Chase Life with Kelly YouTube channel. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Kelly. You shared a ton of information for us to think about and lean into and say like, hey, is this life working for me? And if it's not, what can I do to get balanced? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks.